Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my line mate Matt with me. And today, we've got some Hawks news, we've got some NHL news, and we're going to go over the last two divisions of the of the Eastern Conference because um, camps are going to start kicking off within a week or so. So, Matt, this weekend they had the was their prospect uh, like the prospect showcase once again, like last year between the Blackhawks and the. Um, you know the Minnesota Wild, which I think is really cool, man. I think it's really cool because like a lot of these, a lot of these kids don't have any NHL experience or pro experience. So this is the top, probably like the top level of competition that a lot of these kids have have seen. And um, one thing that stood out, I watched about two thirds of the game on Saturday night, was with uh, Kevin Korchinski. Uh, he was playing on a line with Alex Vlasic, man. He looked. He looked pretty good, man. He didn't seem to be shy. He didn't seem to be unsure of himself. Uh, skated pretty well, and uh, and Vlasic actually looked really good. He looked really, really confident. Uh, obviously, uh, somewhat of a not a man amongst boys, but definitely has a little bit more experience. Uh, pretty composed, and uh, was was a was a pretty decent game. John Whiteman called that game as well with uh, with Kaylee Chelio, so that was that was nice to hear. Did you did you catch any of that game? I didn't catch any of the games. I did see a lot of the clips, and uh, I I noticed that Lucas Reichel was having a pretty bright uh, couple games. Uh, Kevin Korchinski was. Uh, you know, hyped up. They had um, a lot of spotlight on him being the first-round pick and everything. And, um, yeah, it's something the Hawks kind of got away from was drafting good defensemen. They've always picked that forward lately. And, you know, back in the day it was you had Keith, you had Seabrook already, you had Jarmelson, you had, I mean, they drafted guys like Cam Barker and Nick Letty. And uh, it's good to see them. They're, they're starting from the defensive area building a team I think I, I really like that Lucas Reichel had four assists in his last game I would say that he played pretty well in that game that I saw on Saturday but um you know he was really contributing yesterday and Riley McKay got into a got into a fight yesterday right around center ice which was uh which was pretty cool obviously you know trying to make an impression um trying to make his way into the league which a lot of guys you know kind of have to do you know when you're kind of like one of those fringe uh, bubble type players, but uh, he handled himself pretty well, and uh, and it, it wasn't too bad of a game. But moving on, man, uh, past the uh, past the, you know this 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 highlight, this uh, prospect highlight, there was no Frank uh, Frank Nazar, which uh, they said late that he wasn't going to be there. I'm kind of curious why. Probably yeah. maybe he was too young. You know, maybe he just needed a year before he can get in. You know, with some of these kids, maybe they wanted to see some other guys before they uh, before they see him because they know he's not going to be ready. Why do you think they held him back out of that? I'm really not sure. I was going to actually ask you before you brought it up, and um, it, it could be he's committed to his uh, college team. Oh, I, okay. I thought he was going to play with the USA developmental team. But I heard he didn't make that cut or something. Oh wow! I, I think he could be playing with Michigan. I heard, but yeah, I, he was a really good personality when he was drafted, and uh, you, know, you, you like seeing guys like that that bring some character into the locker room. They're skilled, and you know, they know they're good, but they're humbled about it and stuff. But yeah, I, I would have liked to see him kind of showcased with these guys. And I guess we're gonna have to wait another season. Yeah. 
So moving on to the uh, Atlantic Division, Matt, where do you see, uh, who do you think is going to finish at the top of the Atlantic Division this year? Well, you know what, man? This division, it's 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 always going to be for the next couple seasons, the Lightning and the Panthers. Right. Um, I I think the the Panthers made a splash. They wanted to like change everything up with that big Kachuk trade and uh, Jonathan Huberto. And uh, personally, I just don't think that trade. It, Everything matters in the playoffs. And what they did, they traded two guys that really didn't perform in the playoffs. So I think that they're hoping this might spark a Chuck playing in it with a new scenery, maybe with uh, Barkov. Sure. But uh, I, I still think it's the Lightning's division. They're just so dang good. They've been to the Stanley Cup final three years in a row. They lost, you know, recently to the Avalanche. Their guys are probably burnt out, tired, but. Looking at the other teams, I just I just think they're it's still their division. I think the Panthers are going to finish at the top of the Atlantic Division this year because, well, you you pretty much said it. At Lightning, I played a lot of hockey. I think that uh, you know they're going to have some bumps and bruises that are going to be lingering. And the Panthers, uh, to be honest with you, you know they haven't um, as they haven't gone as far as the Lightning have. So I think that they're going to be sitting at the top of the the division uh, i think lightning is going to be in there probably around second place uh probably lightning and, and maple leafs battling out for that that second spot and then um who knows man do you think that the senators can uh maybe sneak out, sneak into that fourth spot or is that still the you know kind of bruins territory oh man i th- think it's going to be a bloodbath with, you know, well, they got to worry about the other division too, but sure. I just think that the top three in this division, it's kind of a lock with the Lightning Panthers and yeah, the Maple Leafs. I'm surprised they let Campbell go in net. They're going yeah. with like the, the cheaper route and goaltending. It could be a little different. I think the Bruins are done. I don't think the Bruins are going to be competing. I I think the Red Wings are going to take a step forward, but I think it kind of sucks. The Red Wings got better, but so did everybody else, I feel like. Uh, But I I think that last spot will probably go to a team in the Metro. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maple Leafs probably got worse, but I think their their offense is just so good, it's not going to matter some nights. Yeah. um, You know, that's a good point. I think where it where it really bites them though is in the playoffs though. Yeah, like I I mean I was chatting with somebody with uh, I think it was in the Flames uh, Twitter guys they I I I, I made a take about Jack Campbell and Net and I think Jack Campbell is going to thrive this season with the with the Oilers and. I, I just didn't understand why they. I know they got cap problems in Toronto, but come playoffs, man, you need a goalie that's going to stand on his head. And they just got, you know, they got guys that, you know, they're not that great. They're. I honestly would have made a pitch for Flurry, like, hey, Flurry, I'll give you a seven mil one year. Let's let's get over the hump, you know. But they didn't do it. They're they're trusting Marner and uh, Matthews to carry him in there but I, I i can see honestly i could see another first round exit man yeah i can too actually i'm i'm gonna call it right now that i think the leafs are gonna have a first round exit because i think that they're gonna miss jack campbell big time and, and you know what they're gonna get knocked out by either tampa or they're gonna get knocked out by florida that's yeah. what's gonna happen 
Like and like you said, Florida's gonna they have rest. They're they're re kind of reloading here, I guess if you could say they're yeah. trying something new. They have something I, that I, works. It were I mean, they got two good goalies and they got one that makes ten a year. And if he's not playing well, they're gonna put Spencer Knight in because I think that kid is the future. Yeah, he is, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm gonna call it right now Leafs. Then I think the Senators are going to finish under the Fourth. Leafs. Okay. Yeah. And then the Red Wings under them. And then the Bruins and the Sabres. Yeah, I. that's probably the same order. Maybe the Senators might finish a little higher than the Red Wings. I like what they did this summer. They did, they did a lot. And they're young. They have a good core already. Uh, but the Red Wings, I think they get better every season. It's just yeah. that, that top three... They're too damn good. You're you're always going to be a wild card team, and then you look at the other division in the Metro. You, you got a lot of good teams there, and one of yeah, those teams is going to be a wild card spot, maybe even two of them. So, just kind of bad luck for the Red Wings right now. Speaking of the Metropolitan Division, um, you know we'll head on to them. We'll head off to them in a minute. Um, I was just I was just curious, like just I just want to see where you're at with the Senators, man. I think that they're a better team than they were last year, but I think that the Red Wings are going to be better than the men. I think that the Red Wings have been just been grinding and grinding, trying to get better. The Senators, I think, were they were needing some key guys to become a better team. I think that they became that last year. Obviously, having Alex Dubrincic is going to be a, a key factor for this team. But do you think that do you think that they could be a better team than than the Red Wings this year? Uh, I think the Red Wings are better in net. I okay. think that they got Vili Husso from the Blues, who right. was kind of like a target Hawks fans wanted to. And I'm like, we're rebuilding. Why would we right. do that? We're just going to waste money on this guy in his yeah. four years? It, no way. But they got Vili Husso, and I believe they still got Nedeljkovic, who's still a good goalie. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, he's still a good goalie. It's just a new change of scenery. I bet you it's going to be a good competition, a one and two comp- comp- competition this year. Sorry. But I think that Billy uh, Huso will probably end up taking over that net as the 1A. But you got a good 1B, very good 1B in Nedeljkovic. But jumping over to the Senators, Cam Talbot, man, he's been around now. I feel like every two years it's a new team with him. And yeah. I know they bought out Matt Murray or they traded Matt Murray to Toronto, which it's not going to work there either. Yeah. And then you got a former Blackhawk, uh, Anton Forsberg, who's kind of held the net pretty well in uh, Ottawa. And I, I liked him when he was a Blackhawk. It's just, you know, it, it wasn't, it, it was never meant to be here. But yeah, I, I, I like the goaltending edge um, for the Red Wings, though. But I do like they added Claude Giroux. He's a thousand point player, I believe. Uh, very good playmaker. You got Debrinket, who's that you know the shooter, and you got Brady Kachuk, the guy who is like Mister Do Everything. You know right. he can fight you, he'll score. Tim Stutzel, Josh Norris, good players, man. I mean, they got. I think the offense might be a little better though in Ottawa, so could be a good little battle. 
for that yeah. wild card. Interesting you bring up Anton Forsberg, you know, you know, leaving the Hawks, going off to another team and finding some su- success. You know, the yep. same thing can, can be said for, you know, Gustav Forsling, you know, kind of, you know, he was oh, with yeah, the yeah, Hawks. Oh, yeah, yeah, Florida. Yeah. He showed some flashes of him being good, and he goes out to Florida, and he's a, a mainstay uh, there, along with, uh, you know, on top of that, Jan Ruda over in, uh, with Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I really liked Ruda's game. They were actually really, playing on really a line together, it. and they were playing pretty well. Oh, man, that's just... Just mismanaged, you know. Yeah. He didn't didn't fit the right system and or whatever lack of system. And he, man, he's doing great in Tampa. They love him there. I think he's there five six. Sometimes he's jumping up to you know top four. Yeah, it's good yeah. defense. So before we move in on any any further, I want to give a word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL action is in full swing here at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make sh- to make the things even sweeter, you could throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game, once per game day, all season long. Now, what you need to do is you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use a promo code Shy Tomahawk to get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins when you take a when you take. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code Shy Tomahawk only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now, it's kind of crazy, man. You know, when the NFL season starts, betting starts getting off as if it hasn't been going on during the, you know, the MLB season, you know, hockey's right around the corner and uh, it's, it's really cool, man. You know, when the football season starts, I know I'm like, man, Hockey's like a month away. And as each week goes by, week two, it's like uh, three weeks. You know, we're going into week three. We're down to about, you know, 24 days or 22 days or something like that until the hockey season starts. So, uh, so yeah, it should be great. Let's move off to the, um, to the Metropolitan Division. I'm going to make my pick to finish on top of that division. I think it's going to be the Hurricanes, man. Um, I think that this is a team that has been very, very competitive, you know, the past, I would probably say three years looking to take that next step. This could be the year, man, where they finally, uh, you know, kick some of that bad luck or, you know, or even stop shooting themselves in the foot come playoff time and uh, take that, that next step. What do you think? Well, I am actually, it's hard for me to say this very hard. I think that the Rangers will take the crown in the Metro division. Okay. I just think that Shesterkin is going to have a huge breakout year. I mean, he's number two in the world still, but I think he wants number one, and I think this is his year. I like what you said, though, with the Canes. I still believe the Canes will come out of this division in the playoffs. I've got the Rangers at number two. Solely because of Shesterkin, but I don't think that he's going to be playing in God mode like he was last year. So we're just flipped. I right. got I got the Canes at two. Right. Okay. Cool. After that, uh, I'm going to go with the Penguins, man. Same. I'm. I agree. Cindy Crosby. You got Malkin back. You got Latang back. Uh, 
Jari, solid in net. I think the Penguins are just experienced. They're they're kind of like it. I'm not gonna say they're like the Red Wings of you know the early 2000s. They're they're just consistent, man. Their system works. Uh, love their coach Mike Sullivan. He just finds ways to win, and they get older, but they're you know they they play their game, and it's been working for them. I I got them at three as well. I've got the Blue Jackets and the Devils battling out for the number number four spot wow. there. I think the the Devils take a step step up this year, and with the addition with Johnny Goudreau and with the Blue Jackets, we're gonna have a revitalized you know Patrick Line. They're gonna start out on the same same line start of the season, and I think that they're gonna come out rolling. Yeah, I I agree with you on that, Mike. Uh, I got the Jackets also finishing uh, fourth. And I, I like what they did. It was very lucky to get Johnny Goudreau. Very surprising. Very, it surprised the hockey world pretty much. And a lot of disappointed Flames fans. It was pretty brutal to see on Twitter. But, yeah, I mean, they, they have a good young good young squad. Patrick Laine has got to be the happiest guy in the world. He's got a Patrick Kane-like playmaker to play with him. So I, 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 like, the, I like the Jackets making the playoffs this season. Next, I've got the Islanders and Flyers. I think the Flyers are going to finish last. They're looking for an identity. They got a new coach going in this year. I think that um, I know that you're, you know your favorite guy. He's going to go in there. I think that he's going to change things there and, and help them build an identity and 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 build something from the ground up. Um, and, and build it into something, but I don't think that they're going to have it at the start of the season. So I think they're going to come up to a rough start that they're not going to be able to kind of turn around as the season goes on. And uh, and I think the Islanders will be right above them. Yeah, I got the Islanders finishing higher than the Flyers too. I, it's just surprising. The Islanders didn't do anything this summer. It's I, I think they were striking out on free agent after free agent, and it's it sucks if you're an Islanders fan because yeah. I mean, what, two years ago, they were one game away from the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. So it's kind of been a big drop. And as for the Flyers, yeah, man, uh, Torts is already changing the room. Yeah. From what I've read, like, he, he doesn't like the locker room. He's very concerned with it. And he's like, I want to get this taken care of as soon as I can. He's gonna. He says, I know it's going to take a while, but we're going to fix it. We're going to get on the same page. And, hey, give him credit, man. He, he fixed that. Blue Jackets team. Absolutely. I mean, he they were nothing. They were not even a threat, and he made them. I mean, they beat the champ, or not the champs, but they beat a Stanley Cup contender. Right. They swept them that season, Torts. So that's when I feel like they made a lot of noise, and they kind of said, hey, take us serious. And since then, they've been, you know, getting better and better. But uh, the, the one team I think that will finish above the uh, the Flyers and the Islanders, I think the Devils are going to make a little bit of a jump, but I still don't have them in the playoffs yet. Jack Hughes is, I think, does his money, big money contract kick in this season? Yeah, it does. I believe $8 million, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, he's a good player. I, I, I think they're taking a gamble with the $8 million, but like we always say, I mean, the cap's going to go up, and that $8 million, man, it's going to look pretty cheap in a couple of years. Yeah, and you're right. He's supposed to be, you know, like a, he's the number one pick, first overall. This guy, guy's got a lot of hype, and out of the top three guys, I, wasn't it... Uh, Kirby Doc wasn't in that draft, was he? Was I don't that think Kirk? so. Okay, but anyway, he... He... I think he's going to have a breakout season. He's just, uh, I still think he needed a player like Johnny Hockey on his team, and they didn't get him. 
But uh, give it a couple couple more years. I think they're like a couple steps behind the Red Wings. I think they're kind of going down that path. But I, think I don't have him in the playoffs. The, uh, he kind of is the Johnny Hockey of his team, though. Wow, you know what? Yeah, it was Jack what? Hughes, Capo Caco, and Kirby Doc. to him. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Hughes, Kako, and Doc. And so far, Jack's Jack's been pretty solid, man. I mean, I, I know we give we make fun of the Devils because of Dougie Hamilton. I'm just, sure. I think Dougie Hamilton's a douche. But uh, anyway. Moritz Sider's been the I best draft he, uh, pick out of that top five. Uh, sorry, top six. W- w- yeah, he was a sixth pick, right? Right. That was, which was a huge surprise. I know they were like, why are they drafting this guy so early? Why, Steve, what is Stevie Y thinking? He's leaving good players on the table. It's like, nah, he made you look stupid again. Yeah. So, next draft, we should just call Stevie Y to pick for us because that guy is lights out on the draft. Yeah. Spencer Knight went 13th in that draft. Yeah. Dale Talon, I believe, picked him. That was a good draft. But yeah, I think uh, Jack might need a like a Johnny Hockey like player on the team, and I, I think Jack's got to shoot the puck a little bit more. I've seen him score some pretty good goals. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of an early Kaner. Kaner always wanted a pass, and it's like, no, dude, your shot's sick. Use it. And once Kaner starts shooting, man, he's he's got one of the best shots. Underrated, the best backhand yeah. in the league for sure. Yeah, but he I, does. I, I see a little Jack Hughes, you know, like not wanting. I think he wants to dish the puck out more than shoot it, but some of these guys should be shooting more. That's He's creative. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh I'm I'm uh he's not on my shit list anymore. I think Jack Hughes is kind of a player to watch out for, to be honest with you. You know, it's it's like he's yeah, it's... kind of waiting to kind of come out of this bubble a little bit. You know, I think this is gonna be his third or or fourth fourth season. It's like we were making fun of the contract more than the player, right. and I and I feel like we were defending Seth Jones, which oh, right. rightfully so. We he's a hawk. I'm de- I'm going to defend him. I think he was good. I thought Seth Jones was very good last year. Yeah, he actually but had a like, pretty good year. Statistically. Seth Jones sucks because of his contract. That's why you're saying it. And I feel like maybe we did a little bit with Jack Hughes, but I mean it's a big gamble, man. Eight hundred fifty thousand or nine fifty whatever to eight million. That's there's no bridge deals anymore, I guess. But yeah, hey, it's their guy. They believe in him, so I mean it's really not. Maybe doesn't it is the bridge us. deal. Eight million. Well, it's a pretty big gap, don't you think? It yeah. used to, it used to be like yeah, like even well, Kirby Doc's getting three point five. <laughs> See, but that that's fair. I mean, if you're yeah. a decent player, but I yeah. mean, they paid him. Kirby yeah. Doc's got to be like the happiest dude in the world. He's like, what? I scored like 10 goals last year and I'm getting Seth 4 million. Like 10 goals his whole career. And he doesn't like ever skate to the sideboards. He plays <laughs> north and south. That's it. And I think he's got to toughen up, man. Yeah. Hey, St. Louis might be able to fix him, but who knows, man? Who knows? What do you think about the Jets, man? The going without a captain this year. Blake Wheeler got the seat taken away. I don't know, man. That's a little weird to me. Uh, a new Third coach comes in. For an identity. Yeah, a new coach comes in. Usually the guys are, you know, I think it might be a motivational thing to Blake Wheeler. I think it's more of like, let's kick him in the ass and get him going because he was kind of quiet last year. He was known to be a good playmaker. I don't think he, I honestly, I, I remember us. Talking about this on the podcast, what happened to Blake Wheeler? Yeah. We never hear about him. So it could be, a, you know, let's fire up Blake Wheeler up, kind of piss him off a little bit to get his game going. But sometimes it doesn't work on guys. So, sure. yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. that. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on there, man. I mean, a couple of years ago, they seemed to have some promise going on. And and now that's there's rumors about them moving Pierre-Luc Dubois or... Uh, 
or uh, what was it? There's some other rumors going on, man. A lot of rumors going on with the Jets. I just think that they're missing, like they're they're just. Uh, yeah, they're, I, I I don't I don't know what's going on. But they have a really good goalie. They got yeah. the most underrated player in the league. Uh, I think is uh, Kyle Connor. Yeah, I think one hundred percent. The reason why they let Patrick Line go and you know never looked back, and I, I still think they got ripped off on that trade by Dupuy. I think he's a locker room cancer. Yeah, but. Kyle Connor's a stud. They got a really good goalie, Connor Hellebuck. It's just weird to me. They and they got Mark Shifley. They, they should be a playoff team, but I don't know. I still just like we said, the Central Division it just gets better, and like the top teams, like Colorado, St. Louis, and you know, you can even Nashville's kind of making a push. Dallas making a push. I mean, I mean, the Jets kind of are just right in the middle. They don't know what they want to do. Like, yeah, we're going to go on a little win streak, and then, hey, we're going to lose like five. It's it's, yeah. it's really weird to me because they got a lot of talent on that team. They do, and it's I'm, I'm really curious to see how it plays out there this year. Um, You know, Nathan, McKinnis, Nathan McKinnon is close to a new contract. He wants to be an afterlife. I was talking to the uh, some people on Facebook about it, and, you know, a lot of people throwing out, you know, different types of numbers. I'm predicting uh, 12 million a year for uh, for McKinnon uh, because in a couple of years I think that that's going to be a, a really fair deal for him. As of now, it's even a fair deal because he's played. Uh, you know, he's been most one of the most underpaid guys in the league for the past you know five years. So um, I th- I'm guessing it's going to be around the, the the 12 million a year. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that. He's kind of taking that hometown discount and probably going to be around 12, 12, 5 probably. And they're going to have to figure it out like the Hawks had to do back in the day. Once you start winning all these Stanley Cups, got to start paying people. It sucks. So the Stars are optimistic Robertson will sign by camp, looking at around $7.5 million a year. Do you think he's going to get signed by camp? Well, they have a cap problem too, so yeah. that's the thing. If they're going to sign him to a seven point five million dollar deal, somebody's got to get moved. So this is a tough one, and I I really like Jason Robertson. He, Dale Talon, if you remember, he came back with Pat Foley that one game. Yep, it was against the Stars, and he was raving about this kid. He's like, he's going to be a forty goal scorer, easy, and uh, he's the future, man. So they have to make it work. Do you think it's so time somebody's going to have Sagan? to go? Or Ben? Yeah, I think if they can find somebody that wants him, I would pull the trigger because you got that Rupe Hintz, you got Jake Ottinger locked up in net. Yeah, You got to start thinking about the future. If you hold on too long, you're going to be in the Hawks' shoes. So hopefully teams are learning. Pasternak hopes to remain in Boston. Trade rumors are popping up that he's on his last year of his contract and that. Uh, he could move on. Do you think that this guy stays with Boston, or does he? Uh, is he going to be a, a top, you know, kind of a, a, a top free agent signee next year? I, this is one I didn't understand when I read it. I couldn't believe that this is even an, an article. This guy is young, scored forty. Bergeron's getting older. You got, you know, Marchant's another year older. This is a guy you need. You know, you got to lock him up, and. um Boston would be crazy to let him go. I I just it's kind of like us with the Brinkett. 
this this is their guy. So I'd I'd be so surprised if he wasn't signed. They might have to build it back up, man, in Boston. Tear it down. Bergeron's practically yeah, done. Yeah, but he Yeah, he's I think he's gonna go like a year by year kind of thing like you know Chara's been doing, but he'll be a Bruin for life and you know, he's one of the best right. two way centers of all time. You know, he's like a Selkie. They could very easily change that, you know, trophy name to the Bergeron trophy. He's just been so good. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, if I'm, I think, I think his name's Don Sweeney, the GM. I'm gonna make it work any way I can, because if you get rid of Pasternak, your offense is gonna be terrible. Because you know Taylor Hall, he signed for a couple years. He was terrible. I, I know they bought David Krejci back, but you know he's another year older. He's older. You know he's kind of came in the league when Bergeron was, you know, just starting out. So yeah, they got to start thinking about the future too. And I know they they got Charlie McAvoy, who's a good uh, good defenseman, locked up. But the, the now the thing is the goaltending. I mean, Tuka Rask is done, and they're kind of switching everything up now. And uh, I know they got those two goalies, uh, Allmark, and I believe I forgot the other one, but. It's weird not seeing Rask in that, you know, or Tim yeah, Thomas. It's it is. it's really really weird. It's like the the Rangers with Lundqvist when he retired. It's like, geez, who the heck's playing in net now? And uh, the Rangers just yeah, locked out. <laughs> the, the Rangers just locked out by getting another, you know, Henrik Lund, Lundqvist type of goalie. Yeah, so I'd love two to guys be in their shoes. In the wings. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, didn't they get rid of Gorgiev, though? I think he, I believe he went to Colorado. And yeah, he did. He's got to be a happy dude. Yeah. Like, sitting behind uh, Shesterkin, and like, oh, man, that Never sucks. He's, he's good. Yeah, exactly. And now you get traded over to uh, Colorado. Yeah, we just won last year, and we can easily win again. So I just got to put my pads on, pretty much. So Yeah. So that's good for him. Well, cool, man. On our next podcast, I think all camps will be, would have been started by uh by then which would be next week um really interesting times can't wait can't believe the season's going to start again um i want to thank everybody for listening uh if you have anything you want to talk to us about hit us up on twitter at shy tomahawk and we'll feature it on the show be sure to use our code shy tomahawk at liquid iv for 15 percent off links in the notes and uh, we'll see you on the next one this is a tomahawk and we're out of here <laughs>